Exodus chapter 33. We're going to allow the word of God to speak to us. Amen. Exodus chapter 33, starting at verse 12. We're going to break off limitations that enemy has put on our minds. We're going to break every limitation off of us. How? By pursuing the presence of God. Exodus chapter 33, starting at verse 12. I don't usually read a lot of scriptures in the beginning, but I feel like the word of God needs to speak to you today. Amen? Amen. Starting at verse 12, it says, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people. But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, Teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. As we read this, may your heart join with the heart of Moses. Amen. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will, how will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else? Everybody say, what else? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face for no one sees me and live. Then the Lord said, there is a place near me. Everybody say place near me. Where you may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back. But my face must not be seen. Father, show us your glory. Open our eyes God, remove the blinders of the enemy. God, break down the stronghold of the enemy, God, so that we may see your glory, God, that you have called us to be the people of your presence, Lord. God, how can we be the people of your presence if we do not love your presence, if we do not know how to pursue your presence? So tonight we ask, Lord, that you do whatever you need to do to make us the people that you have called us to be, the people of your presence, people that love your presence more than life, people that pursue your presence more than anything in this world, God. So 
Holy Spirit, empower us to cross over. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Here in this passage, if you haven't read the book of Exodus yet, in this passage, Moses... He's in trouble. He's crying out. You know why he's crying out? He's crying out for mercy. You know why? Because Moses has seen so much. He saw God in the burning bush. God calls him and he goes back to Egypt, right? And he sees God send 10 plagues to Egyptians. He sees God open the Red Sea so that the Israelites could, could cross the Red Sea on dry ground. He saw God himself write in his own handwriting the Ten Commandments. He saw mighty works of God, mighty hand of God. But still, he still saw the people of God complaining, sinning, and rejecting God. Moses is up on the mountain of the Lord. He receives the commandments. He receives all the direction from the Lord. And God is like, oh, you better go down. Your people are going crazy right now. And then God says, why don't you go take your people to the land I have promised you. I can't go with you. These people are stiff-necked, too sinful. If I go with you, I may just destroy all of them on the way. So you go. Imagine Moses, what? These, you mean these more than a million stiff-necked people? You want me to lead them without your presence? He's like, God, remember, these are your people whom you have freed. He's begging God, God, please don't send us out. If your presence doesn't go with us, please I mean, if your presence don't go with us, what will distinguish us from other people? You say that you're my name. You say that I have found favor in you, but do not send us away without your presence. You see, lineage, our calling, our vision, our value, our destiny as lineage church is to carry the presence of God. The presence of God is our everything. That's our destiny. From 2004 when we planted this church, we started with one phrase. There is no brokenness that cannot be mended in what? God's presence. God's presence is our everything. Isn't it amazing? That this building, it's not even fully done yet. I mean, if you came earlier, we were still, you know, opening up boxes to bring down the, uh, uh, bring out the chairs. It's not even fully ready. But we're here. And the first thing we wanted to do as a family, as a house of God, is to pursue God's presence. This week, I was in a crazy spiritual battle, you guys. As we were all fasting, 21 days of who's been praying and fasting? Yes. As we were fasting, this week we felt the leading of the Holy Spirit to up our fasting. So I was doing, what, uh, eating one meal a day to Daniel fast to liquid. And I was taking turns doing that. And then God's like, up it. 
Come on, up it. It's like the last sprint. You got to run hard. And so, okay, we're going to do water fast. Man, I battled my flesh so much this week, guys. I mean, even the seeking, even seeking God felt like a burden. We were, we, Benjamin and I were just seeking God on, on behalf of this church. For God to show up. For God to release his glory. As we were seeking his, for his presence for tonight and tomorrow night, this weekend, I felt so weak. <laughs> I felt so weak. I wanted to eat so bad. I was like, God, this feels like a burden. To get too much of a burden for me to carry. I don't want to fast anymore. Can I be real with you? I'm always real with you guys when I'm up here, right? I did not want to fast anymore. I was like, I want to be done. I want to be done. And then I heard, Sonny, what's so hard? What are you afraid of? What are you feeling? And I heard myself, God, I feel like I'm striving. I don't want to strive anymore. It feels so hard to pursue for revival. It feels like a bondage. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want, this is too hard, God. And then I heard, who told you it was too hard? Who told you it was too much of a burden? Who told you it was in, on, your, on, on your hand? Who told you it was dependent upon you? Who told you that? And then Benjamin and I, we were praying together, and I was telling him all this. And then as he was praying, and I was like, I don't know, it feels like too much of a burden. I don't want to. And then he's praying, and then all of a sudden, he's like, he flops down to the floor. I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, I feel so nauseous. And then it reminded me, every time I'm on the mission field and I'm, I'm about to battle the spirit of witchcraft, I would feel physically nauseous. And then it reminded me, oh my goodness, this mindset? Who told me? It's the spirit of witchcraft. This mindset comes from the spirit of witchcraft. The enemy wants to control my thinking and my action. You see, 1 Samuel 15, 23, it says, For rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft. The spirit of witchcraft was tempting me, was telling me to stop fasting. It's too hard. It's too much of a burden. Who do you think you are? You're not Heidi Baker. You're not Bill Johnson. You're not even Benjamin Robinson. Why is he asking you to preach? He should carry the burden of the first night. It was tempting me to rebel against the very direction God gave me to fast and pursue his presence. And we started to pray, coming against the spirit of witchcraft. We started to break the power of witchcraft. And as we were praying, God break the power of witchcraft. 
that had put limitations over the minds of our people. The enemy is making our people think it is too hard to pursue God. It is too hard to walk with God. It's too hard to come to church. It's too hard to come to pray. It's too hard. As we were breaking off the power of this witchcraft, all of a sudden, suddenly I realized how much I love God's presence. That, that I have freedom in pursuing his presence. It's not hard to pursue the one that I love. It's not a bondage to pursue the one I am in love with. Because I am not pursuing for results. I am pursuing for the presence of the one that I love. And the truth is where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You and I have liberty in Christ. We are not, we are not in bondage to ministry or serving God. Or to walk with him. To walk with him right. That is not a bondage. It is not too hard. We started to pray. God break off the spirit of witchcraft. The limitations the enemy has built around our minds. Oh God. How, how we have limited you. Father break this limitation off. Through one of our 21 days of prayer, God spoke through Benjamin. Is this what is actually possible right now? Right now, in all of your lives, what is actually possible is two levels above what you think is impossible. You hear me? And then I remember the vision God gave me as our staff, we were praying and pursuing God. The vision God gave me was my little nephew, Cameron. I saw him just running, playing around. And then the second was he was riding on a skateboard, and he was like flying on the ground. And then the third vision was he was on this thing in the, in the lake where the water pushes him up, and he is like flying everywhere. I don't even know what that's called. He was just flying all over the air. And, I, and the Lord said, Sonny, people think they're limited. They're limited to what their two feet, feet can do. And they're just asking God to strengthen their feet. And what you're praying to God is, God, strengthen my feet so that I could do whatever I think I am able to do with my two feet. But the Lord is saying two levels. Not only can you go faster on ground, but you could be flying. What is actually possible in my life, in your life, is two levels above what you think is impossible for you. Hmm? Limitation. What is the definition of limitation? A limiting condition, a restrictive weakness, lack of capacity. Anybody have that limitation? Inability or handicap. A limitation is something that holds you back. You ready? You ready to break off the limitation from your mind and to actually expect and believe for something that, that you did not, you cannot even imagine. 
if you're praying to God just to pay the bills, <sighs> oh God, please, please send enough to pay the bills. Even that seems impossible to you right now. Your, your, your faith is too limited. What is God's promise? Out of the overflow of my blessing, you will bless others. Not only your, your season isn't so that you could just pay your bills on time. But it's to overflow. Fill your bank account. And out of the overflow, you'll be able to bless others. And so I was asking God, what's keeping your people not just our church, but what's keeping your people from pursuing, for, from believing for that more? And I just heard, God, so many people are so weary. God, people are so disillusioned. God, the sufferings, the sufferings, the pain that they have experienced, God, suffering, God, is limiting them. And then I heard Heidi Baker talk about how Jesus came to him, came to her and gave her this cup. And this cup had both suffering and joy. And God told her to drink it. Can I just drink the cup with joy? The cup has both suffering and joy. And, and she said, Holy Spirit, bid her. Come on, encourage her to drink it and to give it to his children. And she's like, children? Are you sure, God? And what she realized is this, life has suffering. Whether you walk with God or not, life has suffering. But you know what's crazy? When we experience pain and suffering, you know what we do? We throw away the whole cup. And as you throw away the whole cup, you're also throwing away the joy of the Lord. That is your strength. And today, today, God is calling you and I to pick up that cup of joy and suffering. And not to be afraid of the suffering. Suffering. As sons and daughters of God, we don't have to fear the suffering. You hear me? First Peter 4.13, it says, Rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Everybody say exceeding joy. And today I heard Bill Johnson say something like this, that Jesus will often put an offense as a barrier between you and the miracle that you want because the strength needed to overcome the offense is the strength necessary to maintain the miracle. Do not despise the suffering. The cup has both suffering and joy. And in the time of suffering, God has not forsaken you. You are partaking. Hmm? When you are struggling and you are experiencing suffering and opposition, it's an opportunity. Everybody say opportunity. Opportunity to obey God and cling to the word of God. I remember one day, a few years ago, you guys probably heard this. My mom was sick. 
And that week, I was so busy. We had so many meetings. I was so busy. And then my sister's like, oh, mom is sick. I think she's going to die. What are we going to do? And, and, and so, so I bought the ticket. And I flew to Alaska. And when I went to Alaska, she was like laid out in the living room. She was so skinny. She couldn't eat. She couldn't get up. And so it took me one week to nurse her back to strength. And, of course, I took her to the hospital. She was malnourished, and she had infections. She, had, she was really, really sick. And I remember coming back from that trip. God said, Sonny, you thought you were going there to help your mother out, huh? Because you know what? It was pretty tough. You know, try taking care of 70-something-year-old, you know, Korean grandmother who's been through war, right, who has her mindset. It was hard. I suffered, guys. My ears were bleeding. <laughs> my, my, my hand, I had no strength because I had to massage her every night for hours. You know what God said? You thought you were going there to help your mother out. Actually, I gave you an opportunity because I had a reward. I wanted to reward you so much that I gave you an opportunity to obey so that you will be rewarded. Hmm? The greatest reward I have ever received in my lifetime, in my lifetime, it came out of that suffering, that moment. When I was there one night, my mom, where do I start? She has insomnia. Her back is killing her. She had an accident many years ago. Her leg, she gets anxiety attacks. I mean, just her leg, her ankle, her tailbone. Uh, she just gets tormented by the enemy every night. Every night. And growing up, I used to, all, all five kids, we used to go crazy because every night she's like, ah, and, and we have to take turns massaging her and praying. She was going through that again. But it was like times 10,000, like suffering. She was crying and she was like crawled up like a baby just screaming and ah, well, ah, like she was crying. And and I pray for her in the name of Jesus. I did everything I knew how. I was like, I'm on the mission field right now. Jesus, I come against the spirit of uh, sickness. I did whatever. I spoke in tongues. I, I went on my knees and I begged Jesus. I did everything I knew how as, as a charismatic Christian. I begged God, nothing happened. One hour, hour and a half. And, and after a while, like my limitation, I got, I, got end, I got to the end of my limitation. I just couldn't handle it anymore. All I could say was, it's better to die. I've seen her live like this all my life. It's better to die. I want to die. I don't want to look at this. I, I keep hearing, it's better to die, better to die. And so after like two hours, I said, Amma, I'm so sorry. I'm so tired. I'm going to go to bed. And she's crying. She's like, 
okay, I'm sorry, okay. That walk from that living room to the bedroom was the longest, was the darkest walk I have ever walked in my life. The accusations of the enemy, the shame that I felt. Who do you think you are? What? Traveling the world for orphans, bringing the fire of God and you can't even help your own mother. It's better to die. It's better to quit. Your ministry is over. Who do you think you are? I felt ashamed. And I keep repeating, it's better to die. Just take her life, God. It's better to die. Actually take my life. I, I can't handle this. And I went in the room. And I laid on the bed. As soon as I laid on the bed, to the right side where my feet, at the end of my feet. Jesus appeared. Jesus appeared. And the moment he showed up, everything made sense. The moment he appeared, I heard him say, there's a better option. There's a better option than death, Sonny. And it was such a short period of time, but it felt like I had two hours of conversation with the Lord. Everything that I did not understand in that moment in his presence, everything made sense. And all was well. And in that very moment, in the presence of Jesus, my mother crawled in, crying out, I need help. I need help. I can't handle this pain. I need help. And in that moment, I didn't feel helpless anymore. In that moment, I just knew. I said, Jesus is here. Oh my, all, everything is fine. Jesus is here. And I led her to renounce. And then I led her to repent. And I led her in prayer and very easily, without crying, without screaming, without speaking in tongues, just very quietly but calmly, I led her into prayer and she was instantly healed. The presence of God. The presence of God. That is our everything. When you don't understand, when you don't have any ability, when you can't live right, when you don't have what it takes, you're not to go after the strength or money or open doors, but to pursue the presence of God. The presence of God. In Hebrews 12, it says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. 
the author and the finisher of our faith for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God you and I we could run this race of life with endurance looking to Jesus we can endure any suffering as long as we have his presence I want to ask the worship team to come back we're going to spend some time pursuing God's presence yeah more than preaching I'm here not to just preach so that you go away wow that was a good word I'm here to lead you I want to stand before you and we're going to pursue the presence of God tonight God wants to break off every limitations from our mind hmm? every lie of the enemy that limits you hmm? I want you to stand up as you hear the voice of God saying, son, daughter, don't be afraid. Only believe. Everybody say, only believe. Hear the voice of Jesus that is saying, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's not, it doesn't please him to see you suffer year after year after year. No, no. It is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom listen to the voice of Jesus be of good cheer it is I it is I you feel like you're in the darkness you feel like you're in the storm you feel like you're all alone you feel how did I get here what's going on and the voice of God is saying be of good cheer it is I do not be afraid God gave us this house you belong to this house lift your hand if you belong to this house then this is the promise of God you will know my presence you will be known by my presence and lastly you will be known for my presence like I shared with you earlier this week even if there's a, just a little trickle of his presence because you know his presence you will be drawn it's like magnetic even if no one knows even if no one is aware you you will know his presence you will be drawn to his presence promise one promise two you will be known by my presence you know what that means he's also drawn to you when he wants to show up he sees you and he's drawn to you you are known by his presence and lastly you will be known for my presence when people encounter you and walk away they're not going to remember you but they're going to remember the presence of God so tonight can we pursue the presence of God can you stand before God tonight do not leave this place until you find that place near God I believe with all of my heart that God God uh, God uh, prepared a place near him
a place where only you only you can enter in there's a place for you near God hmm? come on I want you to cry out God God I want to know your presence God awaken awaken my soul awaken awaken my senses to know you God I want to know you what Pastor Sonny talked about how you appeared in her room I want to know you I want to see you I want to feel you I want to know you God come on come on distinguish me by your presence come on open your mouth